Hey, hey, welcome back to another Rad Dad Podcast. It has been several minutes since we have recorded. We have been on the road, literally, as the uh, crew was all gathered for a fun-filled weekend of uh, debauchery and golf. And um, I think everybody's recovered by now, but... As uh, the fellow dads and people that are in proximity to dads will know, um, sometimes other things take precedence. So we are calling an audible, and I should go ahead and mention, I am your host, Zach Berry. Um, Adam and Joe are not able to make it because they are being rad dads, but we do have a fellow rad dad and a noob to the podcast but if you if you listen to podcasts that are in kind of the vicinity of my network, you might recognize him. Uh, that is Mr. Ben Woodhouse. Ben, welcome in. It's your, uh, it's your first time, so uh, welcome. Thanks for having me. You know, it's it's been a while since we recorded together. I guess it was like bowl season, so we're looking. I've got a. Yeah. I've got a kick the rust off the dust and everything a little bit because I've it's been seven or eight months you know and there's nothing better to do that than to just go on a podcast that is you know about dads and like being being a dad because you're always you know kind of you know groaning stretching getting out of chairs really slow um you know we're always knocking rust off um but First and foremost, we do need to get your credentials. So as a rad dad, go ahead and run the uh, folks through, um, you know, kind of your uh, your credentials as a father. So how long have you been in it? And uh, first impressions, because you are a first-time dad. I am. I have been a dad. My daughter will turn one Woo! two weeks from yesterday. No way. Yep. Yep. So we, um, we had her last July 26th and it's been awesome. And I mean, I, you know, all jokes aside, she's great. And I tell people all the time, I, not to be this dad or, or brag because, you know, we'll probably pay for it in her toddler years or whatever you would want to call it, small child years. She's a sleeper, man. Like she sleeps 12, 13 hours a night and has since she was six and a half weeks old. It's just been like unbelievable. I, I credit her mom for that. I had nothing to do with it. And so I certainly didn't sleep as a child. So I don't really know where she gets that from. Well, that but is it's been good. My takeaways are I recommend it. I, I certainly do. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, that being uh, I recommend being a dad. It, it's the best thing certainly that's ever happened in my life and um you know whether you are a dad or have a dad it's just it's awesome so in the in the podcast universe that you and i are are typically in you know whether that be podcast rebellion back in the day or now with hit that line um you and a fellow co-host it it might be both of it might be be nick and austin but all three of y'all have at one point talked about that like dad saying or like a you know i I don't know if you want to call it like a dad um proverb or something 
but I think about it all the time when my oldest does it, but I feel like y'all have always said, you know, when your kid asks you to pick them up, you got to do it because you never know when it's going to be the last time. Yeah. And one day you'll put your child down for the last time. That's exactly yeah. right. I do it all the time now with my, he's, he's almost four and his sister is just an absolute unit. And so I'm normally carrying her around just to keep her at bay. And so if, if it hits me at the right time, I'll carry them both. Cause I can make it happen. Cause you know, when you have two kids, it's, it's double the strength. And, but there are a lot of times now when he's like, can you carry me? And my normal go-to is like, no, you're a big boy. Like you need to walk around. Like you're the big brother. You need to walk around. Set a good example. But yeah, I think about that a lot when he, when he asks and I'm like, no, I just, I need to keep picking him up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you tow the fine line of you hear everybody tell you, don't, don't wish away the moments. Don't, you know, don't be that person that says, well, I can't wait for them to, you know, be walking and then I can't wait to hear them talk. Then I can't wait to hear them go to school. You know, you just got to live every single time take, you know, happiness and joy in every moment that you have, like be present for the age that they are. I'm acting like I'm some old, you know, wise person with that. I've just tried (laughs) to do that with her. I mean, she's 11 months old. I'm never going to have an 11 month old ever again. And somebody told me something one time, and this is not to get way sentimental, but they said, you know, 20, I think you and I may have talked about this and it may just been a meme on the internet. I don't know. It was like 20 years from now, you're going to wish that you were as healthy as you are right now. And as young as you are right now. And I was like, wow, that's very profound. Yeah. I will say the, maybe the 13 year olds would think differently. If, if a 13 year old <laughs> listen to a tap podcast, but everybody who's over 30, uh, I would like to think is, you know, or even over 20 would, yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, the, the like firsts are, are fun. Like first step, first word, um, all that stuff. But like we had a first today when I was taking them to school. And so we had a moment today where, you know, we, it, we we kind of have a rule like you finish you finish your breakfast you take your plate to the sink you put it on the counter we get our shoes on we get our bag we we get all that done and we can get you some fruit snacks when we get out the door and get in the car that's kind of our thing um shout out Costco they sell Welch's fruit snacks in a big ass box with like ninety something fruit snacks. And so they love those. And so this morning we're getting out in the car. I'm getting, I'm getting the younger one in the car first. And he's over there messing with one of the rain barrels and like the little hose that comes out. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, I said, don't mess with that. I was like, that's mom's rain barrel. Leave it alone. So I get her in the car and I come back around to get him to get him in the car. And he's still over there messing with it. And so I had to get, I had to get stern. Cause I'm, I'm normally like the very chill, like not, you know, I won't say mean because like my wife's not mean, but like, you know, you got to have the the good cop, bad cop. And normally, yeah, yeah um, I'm normally like, it's OK, like, come on. But I had to do it. And I was like, all right, no fruit snacks. You didn't listen. Get in the car. So we had a long, you know, I say a long talk. The school is less than a mile away from the house, which is great. And so we're talking about, hey, this is a this is a consequence. Like you didn't listen. 
So he finally gets over it. We, we take his sister to her class and then we're walking to his class and he like grabs my hand and like stops me from walking. And he goes, dad, I'm sorry for not listening. And it was like big moment. Yeah. I was like, all right, he's three and a half. Like he's probably still thinking about those fruit snacks and he might think that I have some in my pocket and maybe I'll give them to him, but still a very like, that was a legit apology. And I don't think he's ever truly apologized on his own without me prompting him like, Hey, what do you, what do you say when you do something, you know, when you do something bad or like you weren't listening or we told you, but that was like the first moment I was like, that was like a big boy apology. Like he was, he was making sure that I stopped and like looked him in the eye. So that was cool. Man, so I told awesome. him, I was like, Hey buddy, you, you can have some fruit snacks after school. I'll have them in the car waiting on you. So that, that, that was a fun moment. That's so awesome. Oh, uh, you know, we're, we're in the stage right now where it's, you know, first steps literally. And, um, I can remember when she was a few weeks old and the first time she smiled. Oh my gosh. It was like, (laughs) you would have thought that she, you know, like wrote a novel. I mean, we were, you know, ecstatic. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy that your kids are that age because I can remember, gosh, I remember when y'all got pregnant and, uh, you know, it goes by fast. Yeah. I mean, like my, my almost four year old now, he, he like quotes movies. (laughs) Like we were like, I I got him home from school and like my wife went for a run. So I'm getting spaghetti plated. Everybody's fired up for spaghetti. (laughs) And uh, we got monster zinc on. And it's like in the beginning when they have, you know, uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, It's like a 2319 or whatever, where they have like an item from the human world that's in the monster world. And the whole like uh, whatever the like basically like the the police that deal with these like are coming into the into the the building. And I'm like in the kitchen, like getting stuff. And then I hear like my oldest over there and he goes, oh, no, not the CDA. And it's like. 10 seconds before they say it in the movie. And I was like, oh man, because I quote movies all the damn time. I, I quote oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. relentlessly where my wife's like, I have no idea what the reference is. Just tell me what it is. Cause I don't. Um, so that's, that's pretty fun. Um, and then man, we were talking about it earlier, these new bluey episodes that dropped. I mean, we're talking like we're laughing. We're laughing so hard. We're like, nothing's coming out like the silent laugh. We're like, <laughs> my oldest Bluey is just is, losing it. You know, Bluey's legit, man. It's like the Ted Lasso of kid shows. <laughs> yeah, I tell people all the time like that don't have kids. I'm like, watch it. and I guarantee you, you will watch more than one episode. And they're, they're the perfect length. They're like seven minutes long. Oh, dude, it's especially when, like, you get a kid that's negotiating bedtime and they'll say one more or five more minutes. I'm like, I will do one Bluey episode because that's perfect. Yeah, there's one of the original episodes, and I can't remember the name of it. It's the one something island. Um, Oh, uh, uh, Rug Island. Rug Island. Great episode. Yeah. 
I mean, that's like, I mean, we, we could do a whole episode about Bluey, just like the, the lessons about parenting and like treating your kids like they're adults and enjoying the moment. And cause I'm really bad about, I'm usually thinking like four or five steps ahead with parenting with like, all right, they're doing this at this moment. I'm going to have to do this 30 minutes later. Most of the time it's like cleaning up, which I've pretty much given up like that. That's just upstairs is like their, their world. Like they've got the playroom, both their rooms upstairs. Like I've given up trying to clean that up. Cause like, whatever, I only go up there to get them up in the morning and put them to bed, but just a phenomenal show about, they do such a great job of like, because you remember shows growing up with like cartoons where like the parents were always like perfect or they were, you know, these stereotypes of parenting, but like Bluey's very real of man. Like there are times when like you don't want to be a parent and like they do that in that show. And it's not, it's not like a mean way. It's just like a very realistic way of like, sometimes parenting is, is really hard and it sucks and you just don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, chili, tells the mom tells bluey and and bingo more than once you know sometimes moms just need a break mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's it's nothing against the you know the babies they just got to have some time to themselves so when we when we first started the episode talked about us all being out on a trip we went and played uh little golf scramble in the uh, bustling town of Milan, Tennessee. Um, it is a uh, a jewel of a chicken scratch golf tournament. We love going. The people there are awesome. They love us. Um, but I want to get your kind of your go-to for small town USA, like must-haves or like a, like a, like a go bag for like a small town. Like you, you, you've traveled for work. You've also just traveled in general, but like small towns, if you're going somewhere and you know, you're going to be in a place that is not exactly a metropolis, what are the go-tos for you? And this can be anything like this could, you know, you can take this and run with it any direction, but we can go back and forth here on like, what are the must haves when you're in a small town? Are you saying what are the must-haves for that town to have? Yeah, or like what are you – so like if you're staying there for like an extended weekend or like a week, um, like what do you look – like when you when you boots on the ground, you get the bags into the hotel room, what are the things that you're like, all right, I need to know where this, this, and this is. I need to know if they have this. You know, what are those types of items? So – I'll start by doing this one because it's what's on my mind with this. Um, you know, I grew up in a small town and um, my thought is, you know, how I would, you know, what I would enjoy about a small towns are things like diners. I mean, yes. you know, like the Guy Fieri diners, drive-ins and dives. I grew up in a small town in Mississippi where – there were a dozen like greasy spoons and places where 
you walk in and you can wipe the grease off the wall and they have homemade biscuits and, you know, gravy yeah. and that sort of thing. And I think that every small town needs those places. I think that that's like yeah. a, and should have one. And most are going to have at least one, um, you know, as far as, you know, things that I would need or, or I would look for when I get there. So, you know, when we get, <laughs> this is a great question. Um, I'm not, I don't usually shop at them, but, um, like a dollar store in that, um, mm-hmm. uh, a place where I can go buy or, you know, a CVS or Walgreens, but I don't know how small we're talking, just a place where I can go buy cheap toothpaste. Cause I'm going to inevitably forget it. Um, yeah. what about, I mean, there were towns in Mississippi and may still be some that still have a traditional Walmart, like not the super center, not the grocery store, but just the Walmart, you know, department type store. That's pretty yeah. crazy. I don't know. For, what do you, what do you need? So or what do you, you know, what's your go-to? Yeah. So when I was like in a past life, when I traveled a lot and I would stay for weeks, so like I would get there on a Monday fly out on a Friday. I was always typically trying to find at least two good local restaurants. For sure. Um, now there, there was, there were certainly places where it was limited and I would have to go chain, um, just because the options weren't great, but I would always try to find some kind of local, um, like pizza place, like, any kind of local pizza, like, I don't care. I'm going to try to find it. Um, and then definitely like a tavern or like a local, you know, little hole in the wall, little dive bar. Cause those are almost always going to have at least a good burger or, and or good wings. So like that's an also can also be a food spot. Um, and then I was definitely looking into, um, like a gym because I, I gotta do something because I know I'm gonna definitely stay up late and eat bad, so I need to get all the demons out at some point. And then one that I always tried to do, and this might be weird, maybe everybody does it. I gotta see what kind of movie theater you got. Yeah, I knew you were about to say that. I don't disagree there if it's an extended stay. Yeah, there's not a lot that you can do in a small town. So let's go to the movie. At least the AC is going to be on really cold in there, you know? Yeah. Especially if you're by yourself. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because I love I I thrive going to a a movie by myself. Love that. And um, yeah, I mean, man, my wife thinks I'm weird, but I can go eat at a restaurant by myself now. Dude, I love that. Yeah. Now I would prefer to sit at the bar if there's enough space that I'm like not right next to somebody, somebody. And, you know, I can have the, the casual conversation with the bartender, you know, the, Hey man, where are you here from? Oh man, that's cool. Like what, what's, uh, what do you do for a living that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Very surface level. Uh, but I'll sit at a booth by myself. I'm not above it. Oh, I mean, I virtually was forced to do that. Um, like I loved 
it was weird. It's like in college, I, I remember there was at one point I was stuck where I didn't have, like I had roommates and then they bailed like a month and a half before school started and I had to find somewhere to live. And for the longest time I had a bunch of people that were like, why don't you just live by yourself? Which was kind of out of the cards. Cause it was out of my price range. Cause I was paying for my own rent at this point. Um, but I was always just like, no, nah, man, like I'm, I'm an, I'm an extrovert. Like I like people. I like talking to people. I like hanging out now. Like I would love that. Like I did not hate at all. Like working all day, either best case, I'm going to the gym in the morning before work. So I got it out of the way. If I don't, I'm going after work and then I'm getting a bite to eat and then I'm going back to the hotel and just chilling. Like that was amazing. And now like, yeah, I thrive in that solo world where like, I'm going to go eat dinner by myself. I might sit at the bar. I might not. I might just post up at a table or a booth by myself. Don't care. I'll just put AirPods in and listen to a podcast and just mind my own business. But um, yeah, I and then like for emergencies, I got to know if the small town's got a Taco Bell because I'm probably going to want that at some point. Um, I was going to say like on the food scene, I'm always looking for the well, we're talking about the diner, the dive, the mm-hmm. um, the local Mexican place. So there's, you know, for the chips and salsa as- aspect, mm-hmm. the uh, tavern is a great call, um, you know, the, or the local sports bar, however you want to call it. Because if I'm traveling yeah. alone and I'm in a small town, I'm eating like wings, burgers, you know. Yeah. And, and if I have to, I'll just fast until – um, dinner time before I eat again, you know, if, if it comes to it. And so just cause I know at night I'm going to eat bad and, and I no breaking small towns are never, they're not known for their, uh, uh, healthy choices. No. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I will say one of the small towns that I went to for work and we went for four weeks for this big project. <laughs> was Waycross, Georgia, which is like right there close to Florida, like right, like close to the panhandle. And they had this local, basically like a local version of Chipotle that was actually pretty healthy. And so I was like, this is, this is knocking two birds of one stone. Like this is basically Chipotle um, I guess three stones. Yeah, it's like healthy, local, and it's like Chipotle. Because yeah, because yeah, I like Chipotle. Um, but yeah, I crushed that place in four weeks. I probably went there probably twelve times. Um, for lunch. So I was gonna ask you this: when you're in a small town like this, it's not like there's a ton of choices. Once you find a place that you like, do you just keep going back and hammering it? Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Especially if it's a place where I'm not familiar. Yeah. Like for sure. Like that. I I actually think that trip in, in Waycross, Georgia, which that was probably 2016. 
probably 2016, 2017, that was the last time that I had Subway because I did like a full day of work that went past five o'clock, went to the gym, piddled around in the hotel room, and then nothing in Waycross, Georgia was open that I wanted to go. And so I was like, I'll just go to Subway and I know I can just get a sandwich. That was the last time I had Subway. Did it make you sick? No, I mean, it was fine. I mean, it's just, I, I Subway. You just, just don't not, get it. Yeah. It's just not good. It's and not just, good. There's better sandwich yeah. chains. Oh, um, yeah. Don't, Subway made its living by being the first, not the best. Or, oh, yeah. you know, the first to really expand. I mean, there are probably more Subways than there are McDonald's now. You know, um, so a year ago, we were in, I was in Jonesboro, Arkansas for work. And it's about a year and a half ago now. And what I did not know is Jonesboro is dry. That mm-hmm. county, uh, other than like restaurants right. that have basically like a like a resort pass type situation. And we stayed for a week or maybe a little bit over a week. It might have been right out a week. And um, we found a place that we liked to eat at and just hit it every every night <laughs> yeah. like it was one of those situations where we tried a place and it was okay we tried a place it was okay then we tried a place it was like whoa this is good and so we just kept going there every night and i can't even remember the name of it but and i know jonesboro wouldn't be considered a quote small small town but it's still pretty small in the grand scheme of the country and uh it was pretty good if it if it ain't broke don't fix it man that's right i mean I actually forgot about that. So I have extended family that lives there and we did like a big Christmas gathering. Um, Back in the day before everybody had kids, we did it the week before Christmas when everybody was kind of centrally located. And now with kids, like logistically, it's just, it's not feasible that close to Christmas. So we do it in the summer now. And man, we, we were doing it at one of my second cousin's house and they have a pool and all the kids are going to be swimming. We're going to be outside. So we roll into town and I'm like, let me run in this gas station, and, you know, get like a 12 pack of beer. And, uh, I go in there Thank and I'm, I'm walking around and I'm like, where's the beer. And then, yeah, I walk up to the counter and I'm like, do y'all sell beer here? And they're like, no, this is dry County. And they're like, you can go like eight miles down the road and get, and I was like, no, 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 I'm good. So, um, yeah, they're pretty strict about it too. I mean, we went to a, we were like our, our work was finished. So we, you know, the night that it ended, we went to a place and they have like an outdoor seating, like deck area. And, you know, we had, I mean, it's pretty late and we were staying in these condos that were literally next door. I mean, like right across the parking lot. I, I bet it was 30 steps from the front door of the condo I was staying in Airbnb to where this place was. Mm-hmm. We're like, look, we're just going to take what we have right there. And the guy was like, no, you're not. And it was like, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's like 1230 in the morning and I've got 30 steps right there. And he's like, no, can't do it. It's like, man, Northwest Arkansas or Northeast Arkansas, excuse me. Yeah, I guess the 
the uh, consequences for that could be dire. Probably lose your license, you know, lose your license. Well, that's, and- that's basically what he said. He was like, I mean, you know, I'd love to be able to let you, but I'm not yeah. here. No. <laughs> um, we were talking about this uh, earlier before I uh, put up the bat signal for you to come on. Um, but I do want to get into this because you've been over there and I was, when you went for, it was law school, right? When you went over to Europe. Yeah, I did. Okay. That's right. Was that, was that your first time to go? Yes, it, it was. It's my only time to go. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So you, but you've been there. I've never been my literally my only time to be out of the country was shout out to my boy JT. It was for his wedding in Mexico. It's the only time I've been out of the country. Um, but you were talking about soccer stadiums and like the, the atmosphere of the EPL and how it compares to college football, but just take us through like, life and because how long were you over there like 40 days 50 days something like that okay so like what's what's life like when you're over there overseas extended so extended vacation i mean you were there for school but like what was it like really good i mean it's everything so i lived i lived in cambridge and um we so Europe or England in particular, but really all of Europe, but um, England has a great transit system. And so I would, uh, you could train anywhere you wanted to, you could walk anywhere you wanted to in the city that you were in um, or Ugh. take the, the tube or whatever. And so, which I'm big on, you know, walking cities in general. Um, the food is is way better than what I expected. It's not like everybody's serving baked beans for breakfast or whatever they call the English to do. Like it's, there was a pizza yeah. hut across the street from our school, you know? And so it's, it's pretty normal. I would say that Indian food there is similar to like Mexican food here. And that that's like what they oh. are drawn to in terms of uh, like the ethnic variety, you know, having some, a little bit of a change, which is awesome because Indian food rules. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, it's really good. Like the weather in Okay. So I'll give you a rundown in England. The, the weather is cool because, um, like it's, it's not as, it's not as rainy as what, what you would expect. And it's, um, I was actually there in one of the hotter years. Um, but, it's not as rainy as you expect. It's really not as cold as you expect. It's pretty comfortable all the time. I would I would um kind of compare it to if you've been to I don't know, somewhere in the northeast maybe and then like New York City okay. or it may not get quite that hot, but London it, you know, it's not not that far off. Okay, so what's unique about Europe is you know it's not, it's really not that far from between these places, but you go from there to let's just say Paris. I mean, it's a two hour train ride and Paris is pretty warm. And, but it's also like incredible architecture. You can, you know, still great walking city. Um, you know, the, it's different being in a place where, you know, English is 
the secondary language, but you get over that pretty quickly. Um, you know, and then you go an hour or two further to Barcelona and it's like you're in, um, Mexico city or like the weather is, uh, Mexico city may be a bad example, but it's really warm. It's like high eighties every day. You're right there on the Mediterranean. Um, Mm. you know, everybody's super, I mean, it's like, I told, I tell my wife all the time, had we not met, I was moving there and I was like, see you later. I'm going to move to Barcelona (laughs) and just like set up shop in Barcelona somewhere and just like, you know, live on the Mediterranean. And, and, um, and then what's crazy is you go, go back to London, right. And, and an hour or two, the other direction or, well, I mean, and on train ride, it'd probably be three or four hours. You're in Edinburgh, which is like being in Canada. It's like being in Alaska. And it's just crazy, man. Like the different weather you can experience in three hours each direction from London is pretty incredible. And so, uh, but everywhere is, uh, it's just, I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it this way because I'm not meaning it this way, but I think the day-to-day living there is better than here. At least, at least in terms of being able to get anywhere travel-wise easily. I mean, I think America, you know, great country. We've got a, you know, a lot, a lot of positives here. But you know, it's Europe. Europe is awesome, and you know, it's everybody needs to go visit it. I mean, it's awesome. It, you, you can't describe being able to, you know, walk from your house. And the pharmacist being next door. And when I say next door, I mean, like, you're in a, you know, small store spaces, but the pharmacist is next door to the shoe store, which is next door to the coffee shop, which is next door to the dentist. And they're like, it's like the whole city's like that. And so you just, everything you need is right there. It's, it's awesome. And you don't have to get in your car, drive 18 minutes park in a parking lot, walk a hundred yards into the building to get what you need. It's like being, it's like being on 30A, but a whole country of it. Oh, like it's, it's really Man. cool. Yeah. You're, I mean, I really you're speaking have this, my language. I know. I, I really have this belief that 30A and I know I've, I've been talking too long, but that th- a lot of times people really like 30A. I mean, first off, 30A is really nice. Rosemary Beach is awesome. You know, Seagrove is awesome, all that kind of stuff. But, we also like it because you can go park your car and you don't have to get back in it for a week and everything you need is right there and you can walk around to go eat or, or drink or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's ideal about the beach and you know, we're not there yet as, as parents because our kids are so little. We're like, they, both of my kids can walk, but it's going to take a while. So we're going to take the car, put them in the car seat to go eat somewhere. Now, where we normally stay is not walk. It, it technically is walkable, but with kids that small, it's not. Right. But, but yeah, if you're right in the heart of Seaside or Rosemary Beach, like easy, like done. Yeah. Uh, now, now imagine an entire country yeah. being like, that's what well, it's like. I say you're speaking my language with that, but also like the public transit has to just be next level because 
I mean, I've lived in Chicago. I've lived in New York. And like, that was my outside of the experience of just living in a city like that. And just the bustling vibes. And that sounds so cheesy to say, but after living in, in New York, like after the first month, like I was in, like I was all in. I was like, if we can find a way to make this work financially, because <laughs> it's, I mean, it's out of control now, but like it was, it was even bad back then in 2011, 2012, um, where it was like, I mean, this place is the best. Like, oh, yeah. I, I say that all the time and, and I do mean it. Like I do think now I haven't been to Europe, so that might change my mind when I go, but I do uh, think like New yeah. York city is like my favorite place that I've ever been. Yeah, that's probably going to stay the same. I think New York as a city is better than what Europe has to offer in terms of cities. I mean, don't get me wrong. They have some pretty crazy, cool stuff like, but, but as a, the country with public transit like that, like imagine if you could get on the train in Nashville and be in Chicago in two hours. Yeah. Like how cool that would be. I mean, yeah, like I, there is a train that goes to Chicago from here, but it's not two hours. No, it would take you 26 hours. And it's a long way. Like, I so think, like when you would go ahead, I was going to say, I think the one from Memphis, because I do know some guys that um, these guys used to work with. They had uh, family that had season tickets for the Cubs to where like they were just diehard Cubs fans, but they lived in Memphis to where they would sell all their tickets, but then they'd pick out some weekends to go. And I think I could just be way off here. I feel like the train from Memphis to Chicago is something like 12 hours. Yeah, that sounds right. Or the guys would just pack a cooler and you get in one of those, like, I don't know if they have sleeper cars, but basically like a, a really they have nice a sleeper booth. car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you, like they would just like pack a cooler and just get hammered on the web Chicago and then go to a hotel sleep and then go to a couple cups games. Um, but that whole aspect of like what you were saying with like, you're in London and then you get on a train and you go somewhere and it's just like a completely different world, like weather, like architecture, culture, food, like everything. Language. Like, yeah. Like that's so awesome. Um, oh yeah. It's, it's, it is eye opening. I mean, it's like, and, man, there's a big world out there. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me, so like my wife's been to Europe plenty and she like most recently went to Paris and she like took French in high school and like still she brushed up on it a little bit. But like she said, when you're there, like you have to make a concerted effort to speak French. And obviously the locals figure out pretty quickly that you're not French and you're from America. But if you make an effort, they like respect that and appreciate it. And then they will speak English, which is just also mind blowing because they just know how to speak English. Yep. Like, yep. Everybody knows how to speak English, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I can kind of work my way around a conversation in Spanish because I know a bunch of vocabulary words and some basic sentence structure, but everybody over there can just speak, you know, probably two or three languages. It's crazy. You know, and the the flights and the train rides and everything between uh, countries or cities, like, for example, 
we flew from London to Edinburgh in Scotland, and it was like $68, right? And then now this was Ryanair, which is like Spirit Airlines, but but we flew $68 there, went to um, stayed in a house that looked exactly like you're in watercolor in Kings Barnes. Then we went to the Open Championship at St. Andrews, and um, that was the year that they had the wind issue and like had to cancel a day. Yeah. Or I say cancel it, postpone a day. But I went two days to one of the days was that day, and another day was when they actually played. Saw Tiger, you know, and then, um, um, but we trained back. We took the train back, which was like, I don't know, a few hours. It may have been a hundred bucks or 150 bucks or something, mm-hmm. but it was cool because, you know, that's like the, the scenery and everything on those is just incredible. Like going by castles and it's just, and that's just everyday life for those people. Like what's so, what's so bizarre is there are people who, <clears throat> you know, they live in houses and, or go in buildings that were, that are like a thousand years old. I mean, it's, it's crazy to consider that when our country is just 250. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we went into, we went into a, uh, a pub. I think, I can't remember where it was, but anyway, um, pilots and um, American military people frequented that pub during World War II. And mm. one, a friend that was with us, his great uncle or grandfather or something was, or maybe uncle was a pilot in World War II. And the military people had signed the ceiling in there. And it, they were the signatures were still on the wall and the ceiling, and he found wow. his relatives. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's like gives you chills to to be there and see that. That's yeah, pretty, seven, been there seventy years. That's pretty rad. <laughs> that I was so, gonna say. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was gonna bring that up. Was like. Here, like, you know, there are places that are on the National Historical Registry. But, like, over there, it's like they might have a historical registry, but it's almost like, well, you kind of know that this place is historical because it looks like, and it is, you know, 800 years old. Yeah, you know, Molly has been to Greece and Italy. She's seen the Colosseum. She's seen the Parthenon. And those things are thousands of years old yeah um i've only been well i've been to stonehenge which is very old and very underwhelming um and it's in england and i've been in i've been to you know some other places but nothing nothing that old but it's just it's cool man like it's cool when you read the plaque and and it's things like you know napoleon conquered such and such during this or you know just anything or this castle was home to the duke of whoever in 680 you're like good god man like this is so old yeah 
And that's, yeah, that's cool. Where, yeah, like, not only is it like that old, but like it's still here. It's still here. It's wild. You know, when you go to Stonehenge, they'll tell you that you should still be able to see, like, in the ground where they moved, how, and they still don't really even know how they got those stones there. But it's almost like they believe that you should be able to see, like, how, where they pulled them through on the grass or in the, I just, I couldn't see that. And, and but I mean, frankly, where the aliens like pulled them. Yeah. And I mean, that thing is super old. Don't get me wrong. And that, but that's the only cool part about it. Like it's cool in that you're like, Whoa, this is really famous. This is Stonehenge, the pagans and there are pagans still out there. You know, they'll be there when you go and, you know, just not many, but you know, you'll see them. And then, like, you see Stonehenge or whatever, and you're like, oh, wow, that's Stonehenge. And then five minutes later, you're like, okay, well, let's leave. And it takes forever. I say forever. And over there, I mean, England's like being in Georgia or something, but it's it may be bigger than that, but it doesn't feel it. And it's like, all right, I'm good. Let's go back. You know, let's go to the pub or wherever. And um, But it's cool. I mean, other than that, you know, there's not any – there. Anyway, it, it's it's cool. It's cool. <clears throat> so what you, you mentioned Barcelona is yep. like a place that you're gonna move, but yep. like, what else was like the coolest place that you were at over there? So let me think. So I liked all right. So a couple of things about Barcelona. Number one, they have like this nightclub area. And you got to remember, I'm, I'm in my mid twenties when I'm there, mm-hmm. right? And so, and single, and so this club area, you come in on the street level, and on that level, they're playing like, let's just say, like, you know, modern hits or country music or something like that, right? It feels like just like you're in a, just like a standard club mm-hmm. in America you go down one level and it's like nineties rap, like literally, you know, 50 cent or three, six mafia or whatever. So it's like Mm -hmm. the rap we grew up on. You go down one more level and now you are in a, like a modern, you know, nightclub, like Vegas, the lights, the whole deal. Yeah, But instead of that just being it, that level is open air. And on the other, like, so it's a three wall. So on the other side, it's just like open to the beach and the Mediterranean. Wow. So it's like pretty cool. And, and so, yeah. and, <laughs> and they're like several places like that. I mean, it's, I mean, it's legit, dude. It's, it's really, it's really cool. You know, that was a cool thing about Barcelona, partly the nightlife, but, and the daily living is just cool because I don't know, it's just, um, you know, they've got really fresh food. And I mean, there's a sandwich slash deli there named Boda Bay. I would fly back over there right now to have one of their sandwiches. I mean, right now, I would, if I had the money, I'd get on a plane and fly seven or eight hours. How long it take me to get Barcelona so I could walk into Boda Bay and eat it? I mean, it was, it was incredible. And then, and it's just like, kind of looks like a hole in the wall, but I'm big on stuff like that. Um, 
you know, other than that, I think the coolest thing that I did while we were over there <clears throat> is go to the Open Championship at St. Andrews just because I'm a golf guy, you know, dad move. But mm -hmm. St. Andrews is would remind you kind of Oxford, Mississippi, really, in that, except it's, you know, it's obviously on the coast. It's way up there in Scotland, too. You don't realize how far north you are. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just cool being at the home of golf, frankly. I mean, yeah. that's a very surreal feeling. I, you've been to Augusta National. I've not. But that's kind of how I think I would feel like if I was at Augusta. It's like, wow, I'm freaking at St. Andrews. Yeah. It's just cool. Oh, I can't imagine because when I was at Augusta National, I – it took me about an hour or so to get used to it where I was outside of going into the, the pro shops, like buy stuff, like walking around. Like I didn't want to touch anything. Oh no. Yeah. Like, it, it's... and you played baseball. Like there were a couple of times when we, we were walking from hole to hole and we were in like the pine needles and we'd kind of, you know, shuffle around and then I would stop and go back and like, you know, with my feet, like shuffle the pine needles back to where I thought they yeah, were. like clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. um, I was like, I don't want, I don't want to, you know, leave it, leave it better than you found it type thing. Um, and then, what's yeah, cool like about, what's cool about St. Andrews is, you know, after the round, right, it's not a big place. So all the players, caddies, media people, they all go to the same restaurants and bars pups and so mm -hmm. you'll be in there you know having a pint and it'll be like keegan bradley standing right next to you you know or who it, i mean wild. they'll be loaded in there mike tarico will be in there it's Which wild would, that would be yeah no. does jim nance go in there oh yeah i'm sure i did not see jim nance when we were there but yeah, I mean, if they call the Open Championship, I'm sure. I mean, the, they all go to the same, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's the same place that's in St. Andrews. Is it the, what is it, the, the Dun Vegan or? Maybe, yeah. Whatever the 19th hole place is, it's like right there by like the road hole. Yeah, it's Dun Vegan. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's well, cool. It's I mean, there's, there's so many people there from like different countries. So there's so many different cultures and so many different mindsets on like dealing with famous people. Um, I mean, we saw that earlier on Twitter before we hit record, like, you know, Lionel Messi was at a Publix in Florida, like getting his groceries and was just like a normal person. Like the, there, there was like a guy, you know, that took a, took a picture and then like took a selfie. So I don't know if there were other people doing that, but then like somebody else posted a tweet of like Lionel Messi trying to get into his house and they're just, you know, he looked like a pop star and then he's in America yeah. and no one really cares. Oh yeah. I, and I yeah. assume over there, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, you're in the Dunvegan, like, yeah. Okay. There's going to be like, 12 pro golfers in here, but you got to act cool. Yeah. So honestly, don't think that he, you know, there's going to be some tourists and, you know, international fo folks sure. there, but the locals, frankly, I don't think they care who, about, I mean, they want the tournament, but 
they're not going to harass. They may harass John Daly. They love him at St. Andrews. But <laughs> when it, but like the other guys, maybe Tiger Woods, other than that, no, it's, yeah. it's, you're exactly right. They're like, oh, just that cool. Or they don't even know who they are. <laughs> say, it's not, it's not Ireland, but they probably love Rory there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They love anybody that's, that's quasi local. I mean, you got to remember, you're still in a place that's not drinking cold beer, not much. I mean, when they when they get beer from that tap, half of them are warm, or at least room temperature. Which that's that's weird. Yeah, it is. It is. I do so think we, I've know, had I've had room temp Guinness, and it's not bad. No, I mean I'll I'll drink it. I mean, it's not like it was that big that, a deal. Yeah. I would prefer it to be cold. Yeah, sure. Um, that's interesting that you brought up daily because you mentioned that I've been to Augusta National, and that's another place that treats him as a legend. Yep. Um, you know, he posts up at the Hooters with his with his you know big tour van. Um, when we were there, he was just doing karaoke outside and was just partying. But uh, Adam and Joe the the guys that are on the show with me here, they went this year and I mean, he had a full like spread of like merch and he was signing hats and you know, anything. Um, but I mean, they, they love him there. That's funny. It's like Augusta, Georgia (laughs) and the old course. And like, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's sports hashtag sports, like bringing people together. So, you know, what was kind of weird is we flew to St. Andrews on like a Friday night. It may have been a Thursday night. I can't remember. We flew to Edinburgh, though, and we had to get a taxi, and there was like one guy left. And when you get to Scotland, the locals, their accent is so thick, dude. Like, you cannot understand them. I mean, you just can't. <laughs> and so, I mean, imagine, you know, somebody from, from like – Portland, Maine, coming to, you know, Raymer, Tennessee, and trying to have a conversation. It's kind of like there's that yeah. big of a gap. And and so I was like, wait, what are you saying? I was like, dude, we got to get to Kings Barnes. This is our address. Like, show it to him. We'll pay you everything in our wallet. Like, there's no way for us to – because otherwise we're just going to sleep at the airport or, or wherever. Yeah. And so um, – so this guy who, I mean, this is sounds such like a movie. We're in this car. It's kind of like a Walter Mitty moment. We're in this car that's basically a hatchback. The dude is six feet, 275, but he he seems like a, it's like a factory worker appearance. Nothing wrong with that. But he's like disheveled. He's rugged. And he's probably been drinking. It's late at night. <laughs> and we we load up our stuff. It's like four of us in his back. I mean, people are like basically sitting on top of each other. And we've got a 45-minute ride to King's Barnes from the airport or however long. It seemed like it may even be longer than that. You got and, and what's crazy is we're headed that way, right? And it's dark. And, um, you know, it doesn't get dark till 1030 there so, or 10 o'clock. So it's like must be really late. Mm-hmm. And we're driving across this bridge over an over the ocean, right? And I'm like, why are we going over an ocean? Not thinking that, you know, it kind of wraps around back around to the right. So I just pulled my phone up to see kind of where what we're over, and it's the North Sea. 
And you're like, man, I bet that oh. water's so freaking cold. <laughs> yeah. Good um, Lord. But you get to Kings Barnes and the, I'm telling you, the houses are just like, just like you're in watercolor. It's wild. And it's um, crazy. I know it's crazy that the weather there is warm enough to play golf, but it's what's wild is like, I went on Friday and Saturday to the golf tournament and on Friday I had to wear like a puffy skied coat, flannel khakis and duck rubber duck boots basically. And, um, on Saturday went t-shirt. Wow. Yep. It, it, Is the that weather just the changed wind? like 35 degrees. Do what? Is that just the wind or just in the weather in general? Yeah, the weather, it was so cold on that Friday. I bet it was 45. And on that Saturday, and now remember, Saturday is when they had to cancel because of the wind. Saturday, it was like 75, probably. Oof. It was a huge change Perfect. in weather. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of the people, they didn't go to the Open Championship twice. They went once one day, and they went the day that it got, you know, they didn't play, or they played like half a day. And the day before that, while I was at the tournament, they were they toured Edinburgh and like saw the Harry Potter stuff, which at the time I didn't really have that much interest in it. Not that I'm a Harry Potter hater. It's just, you know, I was like, I don't really want to go wa- look at where J.K. Rowling wrote these books. I just want to go watch Tiger play golf. Yeah. Dad moment. Which now – J.K. Rowling is kind of a hot button topic these days, but um, so what? Like, did she like go to like a like a where, where is the Harry Potter stuff there? Like, what is it? So, um, I have no idea. Was it just like I, I thought that she like wrote it in? Um, Portugal or somewhere, but you know, uh, apparently there was something in Scotland that's like Harry Potter related. It may not have been where she wrote it. It may have been, okay. you know, you know, like some. Maybe it's Harry- like the Castle Hogwarts is based off of. I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like Harry Potter adjacent. I got you. I didn't know if it was like a pub or something she went to and just got inspired. But like architecture obviously played a role in like the setting and what things looked like. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it it's still pretty cool. So I'm sure they saw like, you know, castles and that kind of thing. I just I just wanted to go to the golf tournament. At the time, all I could think about was like get me to St. Andrews as fast as possible. Yeah. That's 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 a that's a proper dad move. <laughs> it's like I, I need to get to the merch tent now yeah uh so last thing here is we kind of wrap up and again shout out to you for for coming through um you know call it call to the bullpen and you came through um what it, and this can be anything literally anything you want if this is something that you said and people are like man like that is a take What's like your hottest take that you can think of off the top of your head? Give me the my hottest takes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
you know, this is not going to be that hot of a take, but I'll start with one that just like popped in my head. I think people who put pineapple on pizza should be institutionalized. Yeah, I'm with you there. That may not be that hot of a take, but I was just thinking about, you know, I was in an argument with somebody earlier today about that very thing because I saw them order pineapple and pizza and I was like, that is just absolute abomination. What's your hottest take? Um, and now, and again, this is kind of like it might not be that hot, but it's it's pretty popular. But I'm a big TV and film guy. I have never understood the appeal to the television show How I Met Your Mother. You know, I watched it all the way through and I completely agree with you. I, so I, Adam, the co host on the show, he told me about it. It was when we were living in Chicago and I had just gotten laid off. So I was just applying to jobs nonstop all day, every day. And then at night, you know, my wife would get home from work. We'd, you know, watch a movie, watch TV, whatever. And so, like, during the day, you know, I would take some breaks just because you can only fill out so many applications and email resumes over and over. And he was like, dude, I'm telling you, like, it's good. Like, you got to watch it. And, dude, I tried, I think, three episodes. And it was like, it was kind of like on The Office when, um, when, uh, when Holly Flax comes in and, What's her name? The uh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. Um, the new receptionist uh, that Andy dates briefly. Um, when she when they're talking about Holly and like Michael loves her and like how she's just like the most gorgeous woman he's ever met. Like he loves her and you know she's just like I don't get it. Like I don't get it. Like, that's how I was with How I Met Your Mother. Like, I was just like, I don't understand why people think this is great. And I tried. Now, maybe three episodes is not enough. I thought it was enough. I did not think it was funny. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to give it another shot another time, but I probably won't. But no. I, just, I, I, never, so, I never thought it was good. So How I Met Your Mother was like a grind because I was... I mean, it's just like a pulls the rug out from under you all the time. I mean, it's like, oh, well, finally, Ted's going to meet the girl. Nope. Ted's going to meet the girl. Nope. And then at the end, the mom dies, and it's like, get with Robin? What? Yeah. Yeah, because I've kind of, I've heard, like, how it ends, and that doesn't help either, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I would hate that. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, you only, you spend 10 seasons trying to meet the mom, and you meet her for about four episodes and if i remember right the mom or i say that yeah the mom is um do you remember did you watch um this is a show that does not age well but did you watch entourage (laughs) yes so eric's girlfriend before sloan or maybe while he was broken up with sloan ashley is that her name I, I can't so. remember. I can see I who can. you're talking about. That's the mom. Oh, that wow. Actress. 
I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And yeah, I just, I don't know. There's something about Jason Siegel where he, he only does it for me in certain spots. Yep. Cause he seemed like he was just like super whiny in that show. And like, now if we're talking like, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Jason Siegel, like that's great. Like I'm all in on that. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I and that that may not be a super hot take, but I've just never understood it. Like I, I never got the appeal. Um, but. Outside of that, like, hmm. Oh, I got, I've got one. a hot take for you. Okay, if you you fire away because I got one that I know will make people mad. I I couldn't I couldn't even finish it because I got bored. I think the wire is just okay. Oh wow, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. Ooh. <laughs> now maybe I should go back and and re you know retry, but I it, didn't get now, it to just try. But I think I watched maybe one season. I was like, mm, this isn't that great. I'm not going to continue. So I will say I would give it another go because each season is different. Like there's different themes to each season. Mm-hmm. But that is a grind. I mean, that is old school HBO where everything's, you know, an hour long. It's like, it's hard to get through that. I personally love The Wire. I think it's. No, I know you do. That's why I said it. Yeah, I, I love like. It's the I love the the different themes of each season and. Like I, I liked the way it was done and like how they they really like dug deep into Baltimore and tried to make it as authentic as they could. But it is it, it is a slog, and I could see how some people don't like it because it's just so hard to get through. Um speaking of something that's hard to get through, I will say this. This might be my hottest take. And I've I've said this a lot, and people are like, "You're crazy." You're like, "That's stupid." Um, I just think that Forrest Gump is like a decent to mediocre movie. So I've got a thought on that, and I'll let you go. I mean, I'll let you talk about it. When I was fourteen, it was the best movie I'd ever seen, and at thirty-four, I cannot watch it all the way through. It's maddening to watch as an older person. Yeah. Yeah. I can't watch it all the way through. It is frankly astounding that it won the uh Oscar. Yeah. For Is best it, movie. Cause let's, let's see. So it won it won best picture in 95 i think yeah so 95 do you know what came out 95 let me give you a list of nominees for best picture 
I got it pulled up here. And I now think that the I... Lion King came out in 95. Pulp Fiction, it... Shawshank Redemption. I was going to say Shawshank should win Best Picture. Oh, yeah, it's better. It would now. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Maybe not Best Picture, but I think it's better than Forrest Gump. Um, Pulp Fiction's kind of, you know, it's not for everybody, but it's still great. Yeah, in 95, it was kind of like groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Lack of a better term. Tom Hanks was just on a heater in 95, and that I think that's what pulled Forrest Gump through. I mean, he had, you know, I think in 94, he won Best Actor as well. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, you, you talk about a heater. I mean, back then, like Robert Zemeckis. I mean, just the the run through here. Um, so back to the future. Yeah, I mean. His his CV is pretty wild of like what he's done over the years. But I mean, like back then, I mean, he was getting into. I mean, we're talking like contact. He was a producer on contact. He produced Castaway. Um, what lies beneath. Which, man, when I first saw that, I was terrified. Um I mean, he's, yeah. you know, actors and directors tend to start to work together when they like each other. Yeah. And so he's a Tom Hanks guy. And man, when that, you know, when you get somebody like that, you're going to just start, you know, filling it up. I mean, talking like talking about now, like with Oppenheimer coming out, I mean, Christopher Nolan, like he's got like his, his cast of characters that he always leans on. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Cillian Murphy, yeah, Christian Bale. Um, yeah, he's sometimes DiCaprio, yeah, DiCaprio's been in a ton of his stuff. Like, DiCaprio is basically like Scorsese and Christopher Nolan. Um, now Forrest Gump, like the soundtrack, unmatched. I mean, it's like, it's it's like. It's like Forrest Gump and Daisy Confused are like two of the best soundtracks ever. Yeah. Um, Stinky good soundtrack, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, man. I mean, come on. Like, that's so good. I mean, I, I will I will throw that on when I'm playing golf. Like, I, if, if I get tired of, like, Steely Dan Radio, I'll throw on Guardians of the Galaxy and just let it run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Pulp Fiction. I mean, pretty much any Quentin Tarantino movie is going to have a good soundtrack. Um, some good, there's some really good soundtracks out there. Uh, I mean, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou was outstanding. Um, I mean, you've got Footloose was great. Um, Goodfellas has a really good soundtrack. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, that, that's probably my hottest take. Um, for the longest time, my hottest take was always Chick-fil-A is just okay. But, I mean, it's it's pretty damn solid. Like, it's I'll tell you this about that. Chick-fil-A. 
breakfast really puts it over the top. That's they're that, good at breakfast, and and they also you don't feel like a huge piece of shit after you eat it because <laughs> I don't know if it's because of what they fry their stuff in compared to other places. I'm not sure, but it's just way less. It doesn't make you you know feel like golly, I just ate terribly, even though yeah. you probably did. You at least don't feel that way. Their burrito is next level. That's oh, one of the man. few. That's one of the few burritos I'll put the salsa on it. Yeah, agree. And, and that's not to take away from the burrito. I just think the little salsa packets are good, and it just adds another element. But um, we have a two place basically right outside my neighborhood. Oh, dangerous! I know. The ones here are just far enough away to where we don't abuse it, but. Man. I mean, I just, I just know when my daughter is, and if we have any other kids, when they're like four, they're gonna eat Chick Fil A chicken nuggets like every day. I was telling my wife, I was like, we're gonna, you know, keep that, you know, in the in the tank for you know, rewards and stuff. Oh yeah, my kids uh, associate when I say surprise, they just associate that with fries. And think we're going to McDonald's to get a little chicken nugget Happy Meal, <laughs> which is a lifesaver when you're in a binding. Because you'll get there when they get old enough. There, there, there's a dinner for the kids and there's a dinner for the parents. Oh no, I know, I know that's coming. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we licked it. Emergency call to the bullpen. We had an injury I on the. An injury on the bump. We had to call somebody to come in. Ben comes through in the clutch. This was fun. I mean, you're you're basically probably converting everyone to want to take a trip to Barcelona and uh, probably want to give a try to uh, room temperature Guinness. I mean, this is uh, this was a great episode. Um, so shout out to you for coming on. And look for the for the folks at home that are. They're upset we didn't have a we didn't have a we didn't have a YouTube stream on this one. I'm just gonna have to just gonna have to, to deal with it. You have to bear with us here. Um, this is last thing here, Ben. Before we close, this is episode thirty-one. Uh, we usually like to we, we usually like to associate episode numbers with jersey numbers. Who's the thirty-one that you think of? Greg Maddox. Unbelievable. Didn't even hesitate. Um, man, I'm probably, to be fair, you stole mine, but I'm probably going to go with, man, I've got some more. If you want me to write off some more, I'll say I'll go with Reggie Miller. Yeah, Reggie Miller. That's what I was gonna say. He was he was a great heel in the nineties in the NBA. Oh yeah. Like everybody like everybody kinda like didn't like him, but you kinda you respected him. But great, yeah. great episode. We appreciate Ben coming on. We also appreciate Adam and Joe being rad dads and not being able to to join because <laughs> You guys are you guys are doing the Lord's work. 
Um, we'll be back next week with another episode and uh, we'll be talking more rad dad stuff. Um, shout out to the good folks at Michelob Ultra and Bud Light for sponsoring this episode, getting us through the uh, the dog days of summer. We'll, uh, we're, we're, we're just another week closer to college football. It'll be here before we know it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Ben, we appreciate you coming through and, uh, until next time we out of here.